Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. I'm Sarah Reynolds. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Via Williams. Today, we're going to talk about disappointment. Are you disappointed? Oh, yeah. I hate this episode. <laughs> I know. The, the, I'm disappointed we're talking about disappointment. Let's do all that together. Oh, but you know, it happens to everybody, ladies, everyone. It does. I mean, it's just a fact. Multiple of times a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the, I think, you know, around the holidays, around the first of the year, sometimes we get to this point where we're self-reflecting on what we thought we would do or what we wanted to do and what yeah. we actually did. And you can deal with some disappointment or you... You, you, you know, set your house up and it's beautiful and you set the place settings and then your family all shows up and eats in five minutes and doesn't really say anything about it. You know, it's just it's a little, <laughs> maybe I'm projecting a little bit. <laughs> maybe you spent Then are you listening? I know. <laughs> um, well, I read this article. What the, Actually, I was disappointed. I, I, I cranked this article out one night or this, sorry, this article. I cranked this episode out one night when I was disappointed in something. Mm. And I started researching disappointment. Like how, I think I Googled like how to get over disappointment quickly because I was disappointed Mm -hmm. in someone and something and, you know, whatever. And I ended up reading this really good article that referenced this book. And and then I started reading the book. And the book is called uh, Expectation Hangover, Overcoming Disappointment in Work, Love, and Life by Christine Hassler. And what I love about it is she talks about expectation hangovers happening in three categories because why would she say expectation hangovers with disappointment? What is disappointment? Unmet expectation, not met. Yeah. 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 And that's exactly what it is. So she has three categories that are the primary ones that really resonated with me. The first one is situational. Just you know, like setting up the table, like I said, for Christmas and it's all beautiful. And then people blow in, they grab their plate, they go watch football. (laughs) You're like, I spent two hours doing this tabletop. So situational is something that doesn't turn out the way we wanted it to, right? Or sometimes what it also is, and I think this is key, is that we don't get like the satisfaction we thought we would get from a particular result. So I did, Mm. you know, the Mm. race or I did the thing and I'm like flat, like, huh. Didn't change my life. Don't really feel that different, right? You know, situation, yeah. something with a thing. The second- I, let me add, let me add in a story yeah. there real yeah, quick Bea, on this, but I had a big impact on me. For years, I wanted to be num- like the top team in the in the DC area, and that was like a goal we had. We were always number two or number three, and I was like, you know, one day we're going to be number one. When I got there, I wasn't. It d- did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like there was there was no like. Like, it was a situation that, like, and so, like, my expectation was that that the was moon gonna, didn't oh, explode when you walked no, out the door. Yeah. No, it was like, yeah. So I think that that's like something that a lot of times we put on ourselves, like situations on ourselves that we're wanting, and then agreed. It, yeah. yeah, it comes, and you're just like, oh, no, yeah. it's not that big a deal. So, well, and we'll talk more yeah. about kind of what what to do in that situation too yeah. on this episode. That's a perfect story. Perfect story for situational you know, disappointment and expectation hangover. The second one, Sarah, is interpersonal though. Like when we're let down mm-hmm. by someone else or we're, you know, maybe unpleasantly surprised, right, by their actions. Mm-hmm. And so that's when someone, you know, in an interpersonal level 
just lets you down or your your perception is that they let you down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It might be a story you're telling yourself. Yeah. Right. I, I think, well, yeah. it often is. But mm-hmm. regardless, there, the, it's an you feel it. relational yeah. thing yeah. as opposed to a situational thing, you know, which was like, I'm number one in a market, you know, interpersonally would be like, you know, I severely let you down when you, you know, you'd be upset mm-hmm. at me or whatever. And then, you know, the third one is is self-imposed, which I, I this is my tough one. I mean, I mm-hmm. flog yeah. me too. or my natural yeah. inclination is to do that. But it's when, you know, we don't live up to our own standards or expectations. And I think that as we get to like the end of a year or the beginning of a year, we naturally reflect back. And I think that that self-imposed thing can be really tricky when you're disappointed in yourself and you're just... I should have done this. I should have done that better, you know, so. Yes, well, for sure. We all go through it. And like Sarah was saying, we all go through it sometimes multiple times a day where we feel disappointment. And when left unchecked, disappointment can lead to being unmotivated, can lead to depression, hopelessness, even uh, physical illness, and honestly, Mm -hmm. all sorts of negative feelings and behavior. Um, Luckily, like many things in life, it can be managed. And um, it's really like a muscle that when worked out, it can strengthen over time. So it's That's it's good. just really important, guys, as we grow big lives, we, we actually need to open ourselves up to more disappointment and we have to learn how to manage it. I'm That's snapped, so, snapped yeah, that. that's so, so good. good. Yeah. So good. You know, yeah. and... And the irony of that is, is that the best best path forward to learning how to get over disappointment is actually to be disappointed many times, you know, and, and the empire well, building the caveat. That's how you work. Yeah, it muscle. is a muscle. You're working it out, but that means we have to continually be disappointed, which is kind of a bummer. Like it's disappointing that I have to be disappointed that many times. But like the, the empire building caveat on that is that, yes, you have to be disappointed many times and... You have to be purposeful about learning the lessons from that disappointment so you can move through it better and faster. So that's a lot of what we're going to talk about today is how to do that. I think the best example of this is probably as you're growing your team and you have people that disappoint you either uh, in the roles that they have or they disappoint you when they leave, they decide to leave Mm -hmm. you. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, uh, especially at first, uh, when those first few hires decide to move on or maybe they don't live up to your expectations, it's it's almost devastating. And then yeah. it's something that over time, of course, you're still upset when key people when key people leave you, but somehow you're able to deal with it more because you really understand it's it's not about you. It's really about mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. they get to go on to a new opportunity. And you also know that um, you get the opportunity to bring somebody new into your world. So for me, that's, I don't know. I'm right it's, just be, it's just it's just gotten so much easier for me. Yeah, well, there's another sort of side to this, right? So, so sometimes we're disappointed when we don't get what we want. But you know what's also interesting is that you can be disappointed when we do get what we want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, according to a Harvard, Harvard uh, Business Review, people wrecked by success either didn't believe they deserved their success or they don't experience the feelings of bliss or happiness when they achieve it. So sort of what I... Just mentioned earlier. And one of the biggest things that stood out to me this year was when I read the book Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And she says the most vulnerable emotion that we feel is actually joy. Mm -hmm. And so many times when we are experiencing what we wanted, 
we actually push the joy away because we feel like we don't deserve it or we're not worthy. And so sometimes you can experience disappointment from the things we wanted, right? Yeah. Um, And so there's another side to this as well. Well, and I think about even people as uber successful as like Jeff Bezos with Amazon, right? Who literally wanted to put himself up in a rocket to see if he would feel something looking down on space, like down on the earth from space because he's craving like something Mm. different, you know? I mean, he's that, he's like the wealthiest person in the world. He has all the success and yet still is finding disappointment on a daily basis by trying to find more, and, you know, I think if like he can he can still find disappointment at that high of a level, we have to figure out a way as leaders and as people and entrepreneurs to to cope with that and to, and to find ways to process it in a healthy way. I, I kind of want to go back to something that um, that you said, Seychelle, when you talked about the empire building caveat to this, you know, and yeah. and, it, and I it, because a lot of us subconsciously or consciously, avoid disappointment like the plague. And we do that by not doing anything out of your comfort zone. So we think, well, Mm. you know, if we don't risk, if we don't take big swings, I always quote Rich Barden on that, take big swings. Mm -hmm. If we don't take big swings and risks, then you're right. We won't be as disappointed as much. But, you know, the empire building caveat is we want to live big lives. So we have Mm -hmm. to be willing to jump into this. A lot of people, and I want you to just think about this to yourself, a lot of people avoid disappointment by... Uh, overachieving and being a perfectionist because they think if they mm-hmm. do it all right, they won't be disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. Some people run at it and embrace it and and embrace the lessons that, that it brings. And I actually think it's one of my superpowers. I think that I, I you know, I, for whatever reason, I um, I don't fear I don't fear failure and disappointment um, like some people do. It's just like it's a great thing. But that same Harvard Business Review article, which we will put in show notes because I read it, I read it. It's really really great. But it goes on to say that a lot of people blame disappointment with personal failings. And then they get in this mm-hmm. cycle of obsessive self-blame, shame, and humiliation. And, and they kind of go inward. And some of them kind of violently beat themselves up. And not, the word violent is a trigger word, but I think that was kind of me. Like, I think that I used to kind of, it was just this, this cycle. And in retrospect, it was almost this weird victim cycle, like where I was mm. almost over-owning it. <laughs> And so yeah. I was like, yeah. you know, really, really blaming myself and just going through this cycle. And so there, you know, there's this element of giving yourself grace. But do you guys resonate with that? Any, anyone? Yeah. Wanna... I, I'm having My, like a yes. out of body experience yeah. right now, Bia. <laughs> um, because uh, just such a aha with what you're saying. Yesterday, um, I had a really in-depth finance meeting. It's the first time ever I had almost basically a panic attack. I'm being very vulnerable here, but um, panic attack in front of multiple team members to where I had to tell them, ask them to leave my office. The reason was, was because we were talking about all, we now have this huge company of over 200 people. Mm -hmm. We don't have the HR set up for this many people. We, I had team members that were being paid that actually weren't even employed anymore, but no, because the leader didn't tell HR that does pay. It it was a complete mess. Okay. And I take full responsibility whenever anything is a mess or we didn't know or, and so I was feeling very like, this was my fault, like, yeah, and just very responsible. So I started getting emotional. And so I asked everyone to leave for, let's take a five minute break, which I learned from Brene Brown, also dare to lead. Um, It's okay to say we need to take a break. And my chief growth officer came in my office and he looked at me and he goes, this is not 
your fault. He goes, this is actually just the next step in the process. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not also all on you. Like you cannot mm-hmm. continue to right. take everything as it's on you. Um, and I've been processing that for the last 24 hours. And then you saying that, Bia, I'm like, that is 100% where I am right now mm-hmm. and that I need to step out of it. And it is a form of victim mindset, actually. It, it, it took me a while to get there, but you see yeah. what I mean. Where yes, you're, yeah. You feel like on one hand, you're over-owning it. Like, you're like mm-hmm. I'm owning it. How can I be a victim? I'm taking full accountability. But then, then I found myself kind of, that was going on the other side. Like, it was just going too far into like, mm-hmm. oh, woe was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Funky no, that's good. Mm. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's been me 100% on the personal side with mm. everything going on with my dad's health. And being like, I, I, I've been on such a journey over the last, you know, four months of, you know, we've been like, their house flooded, they're living in our home, which I love my parents, like they're at our house, like, you know, we're financially supporting, I'm physically handling all of the logistics, we're physically keeping him from falling on a daily basis. And I can't, we can't own all of that and mm-hmm. school and running a team. And it was like, you just, you get to the point to your, to your beautiful you know, beautiful aha, Sarah, of like, I got to the point where I was like, I can't own 100% of this and, and like yeah. survive, physically survive. And yep. so, you know, we had to, we had, I had to learn how to be vulnerable and ask for help, which for me is like the anti-love language for me. And it's, it's been a huge journey over the last four months to, to figure out how to do that and to not beat myself up when I can't handle it all and own it all. Yeah, so it sounds like many of our, many of us really resonate with self disappointment, right? Um, Self disappointment, and so there's, there's, yeah, that's definitely our, our probably struggle. But so let's talk about how. Okay, so how do people deal with disappointment, right? What are some practical things that we can do when disappointment comes? Businesses, marriages, parenthood, social lives on ourselves, right? Disappointing ourselves. Let's look at how how we can how how we can adjust when we're disappointed. Yeah, I mean, like anything, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> we need a framework, but I think a framework. Framework. Yes. framework, framework, framework. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Just not to get on a rabbit hole, but y'all realize the reason I have to rely on framework so much is when you. It, it's an emotional intelligence uh, tool of mine. Mm. When mm-hmm. when you are, I am a passionate individual who who, you know, my natural tendency is to probably let emotion rule some decisions. Um, so I had to learn years ago that, that frameworks help me not do that. That's why we can make fun of the fact that, yes, I always say framework, but it's really helped me in business and in life to have framework because my yeah. brain goes into this, like, playbook. Like, okay, I'm just going to follow the playbook. I, mean, I love your framework. What also helps you get to where you want to go faster if you have a oh, framework yeah. for something? Yeah. Yeah. And so I absolutely. created this framework, you know, I hadn't thought about it before. I created it kind of for this episode um, based on some of the articles that I read that I that we referred to and kind of going, oh, okay, yeah, that, that, that. Because uh, I think all of us actually are good at, at overcoming, you know, disappointment sure. at some level. And so... Um, you know, uh, I just, uh, I, I came up with six, of course it's six. Of course it's six. I came up with six, six ways to, uh, six steps, I should say, to overcome disappointment. And and I thought, I thought I felt 
I thought about the song on heart. Seychelle is going to be the one to list them. I noticed we're just you made me list them. The <laughs> Thank you for giving me the opportunity to say them all so that if I miss it later, I've already said it. I, I noticed what you did there. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> so let's, let's dive in. So the six steps to overcoming disappointment are number one, we want to anticipate it. Number two is we want to feel it. Number three is we want to control our response. Number four is to ask questions and to interrogate the reality on that. Number five is to make a deadline. Number six is my favorite one, which is have a tribe. So to start out, you know, how do you overcome disappointment via, you know, how how do you do that? (laughs) Number one, you don't. You do not overcome (sighs) disappointment. And so number one is you anticipate it. And, you know, you can walk into every day knowing that some disappointment's going to happen. Right, Sarah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I literally say this Bible verse every morning. Um, There's a verse in the Bible that says there are few days without trouble. Few (laughs) days without trouble. And so when you go into your day, like, hey, my job is to handle the trouble. And if there's no trouble today, man, that's a gift, right? But most days we're going to have disappointment. So anticipate it. Know it's coming. And that's the thing. Going back to kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, guys, this is managing your own expectations. That's what disappointment yes. is. Right. If you expect yes. it, you're you're managed. You're you're yeah. you're not disappointed, right? So. Well, and it's also thinking about it in a different way, which yeah. is thinking about failure as uh Sarah was saying, as as part of the process, or thinking yes. about failure as a way to learn something new. Um, I say this all the time, but you know, we we most of us grew up in a public school system where uh, yes. the worst thing that we could do was to get an F, which is failure. Yeah. And yeah. I just think we really underestimate how much that conditioning really affects all of our psyche as young people. And mm-hmm. if our whole, if if for twelve years all we're doing is trying to avoid failure, failure. avoid failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we never really understand that failure is actually the way to success. Mm-hmm. 110%. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and on, when you get to that point of, of failure, right, it, the, the next step is to acknowledge that you're going to have the feelings around that. So you got to step mm-hmm. two, feel the feels um, and allow yourself to to feel that gut punch wherever you feel it in your body um, you know, for some, it's in their stomach. For me, it's in my, like, upper back and my shoulders. It just tense up right there like crazy. But oh, d- Mine's definitely my stomach. Your stomach? I, like, like the pit. Stomach and it's a Ooh. pit. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think this is so hard for so many of us who feel like we have to, to we grew up, you know, like, mm-hmm. rolling through the hard things. Right. Um, I know for me, this is really hard. It's easier just to deflect or be funny or be sarcastic or... That, that really sit with it. You know, I think this yeah. is, we, we're learning this from Brene Brown also, which is just to sit with the feeling and, and yeah. feel it, mm-hmm. you know, instead yep. of deflecting or yep. well, I mean, um, disassociating. Like we tease yep. on the podcast, but I mean, so often too, we, instead of feeling it, it's the phrase of, I'm fine. It's fine. We're fine. Right. Like it's like how many times have, I, I personally have said that, you know, and it's, it's easier to say that than than to go into what really is not fine. Yeah, what really is not yeah. fine in that moment. Yeah, yeah. but it, yeah. this is about to me, and and I do say this a lot too. It's it's working through it, not around it. Mm-hmm. It's working mm-hmm. through it, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's a little bit mm-hmm. of pain up front because right. your, your natural defense mechanisms you want to avoid it. But if you can just sit with it for a minute, you will move through it, not around it, 
mm-hmm. way faster, way better. Yes. Yep. It is a process. So and identifying that emotion that you're feeling, mm-hmm. by the way, is really yep. good. Yeah. So, so anticipate it, feel it. And then, um, third, which, um, is honestly, uh, can be really difficult in the beginning. So you can't control your first reaction, but you can absolutely control your second one. I love um, it makes this. me, it makes me think of one of my favorite quotes by Charles Swindoll, which is life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Mm-hmm. Life is 10% what happens to you. You don't control most of what happens, but you do control the reaction that you give, right? So you need, you need to be able to control that and it's a habit, right? So this is a, a muscle and the way that you react to something, pausing, um, many times for me, I will remove myself from, I will switch spaces. That alone will help me um, calm down when I, when I'm disappointed in terms of, uh, in terms of a reaction, but it's really important to watch how you react to it and control that second reaction and any reaction uh, moving forward. Yeah, that's right. Um, Mel Robbins' Five Second Rule also comes to mind with that too. Um, that's good. Yes. It's a good book if anyone hasn't read that. Okay. Yeah. So number four is uh, ask questions. And, you know, my via twist to that would be ask inward, unemotional questions, right? And this is my fail framework. And then I, I adjusted my fail framework to this, this, this disappointment mm. framework. So number That's one, hey, were my expectations reasonable here? Mm. Was it reasonable for me to walk in my day thinking nothing was going to go wrong today? No, that's probably not reasonable, right? Did I cause this? Did I cause this or did an external you know, event cause this? I mean, it's, you know, it's my marathon day and there's a snowstorm. You know, did I cause that or was it an external thing? <laughs> if, if the marathon's in November, what are the expectations you had about the weather in November in a northern climate, potentially? And the only reason that came up is that I'm um, going to walk the New York Marathon next November. And there's a group of us talking about it. And, and there's a really real discussion like it, it was great weather this year and that's probably unusual. Are you willing to walk seven or eight hours in horrible weather? And, mm. and we're all... Yeah. pausing on it to think about if we want to do it because that's an external expectation. We would, I, I can't let myself get disappointed if I choose yep. to do that and it's that weather. Number three, go upstream. What mm-hmm. could I have done to prevent this? When did this really start? What is the true cause? I mean, we always want to go upstream on things. And then number four, what behavior do I need to change or instigate because of this? And Wendy, to your point, this is like, how can I take this and learn yes. the lesson from the disappointment, right? How can I use this disappointment to grow and change, right? So that I, you know, uh, I either change my behavior, change an external thing or, or whatever. Sarah, going back to your story, it's like, all right, you know, you, you, were, you were disappointed in yourself, okay? How can you stop yourself from being disappointed in the future on that matter? And I think you said it, you hire finally HR. <laughs> well, we have it. We have one HR. We have HR, but it was, it's more of like, we didn't, like Matt was yeah. like, we didn't know to know a year ago. There was no way for you to know we weren't there yet. This is just the next yeah. step in the process yeah. of, and so it's like, yeah. the expectation on myself was not realistic. No. Like, yeah. yeah. Perfection <laughs> is not realistic. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I love that, Via. I think I actually think number four is probably the most powerful one. It's probably the one that most people would skip. And that's where you learn yeah. the most about your yes. disappointment is really taking the time to reflect. You guys, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. We talk about how 
thinking time. Most of us are just mm-hmm. go, go, go all day long. Um, even if it's just a little journaling at the end of the day, or you know, even the following morning, just thinking about like what went well yesterday, what didn't go well. Most of us are just like blowing and glow- going through life, and we never think about anything. Um, so I love that reflection time. Uh, okay, but I'm number, going to go on number five really quick yeah. on that because that just that just gave me a just a hack, really quick hack, super quick on that. I've gotten in the habit with fails and with disappointments now of the old Bia would have like gone from the the meeting or the appointment where, you know, I had a tough result, right? I would have gotten in my car and just started returning calls. Mm-hmm. Blowing and going, I quote you all the time, you know, as we say. The, the, the Using these frameworks, now what I've trained myself to do is typically I'll get in my car and I pull out of where I'm going and I'm going and running through these questions in my head. I'm doing a quick, quick autopsy right then and there. And then I start in on the calls and whatever it is I'm doing. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Good yeah. habit. Yeah, That's- because, I mean, it just gives you a chance to ask the question, like, what story am I telling myself about all this mm-hmm. stuff? Uh, well, and just to hop on to number five, which is to give yourself a deadline on how long you're going to stay depressed, mad, or frustrated. Because, you know, you do want to feel it. You don't want to just walk through it and not feel it. Uh, But don't let the disappointment hangover stick around too long. I've had some big disappointments that in retrospect lasted way too long, like over a year, you know, and sometimes those, and sometimes they they never go away. You know, sometimes that that prickle Mm -hmm. is there underneath the skin, no matter how much you think about it or how much you try to forgive someone or whatever it looks like. Um, and, And what's sad about that is, is they're still winning whatever bothered yeah. you. You know, th- th- that other person is probably isn't thinking about you at all. And here you are wasting your time, your precious energy. That's right. Uh, you know, yeah. having an issue around that. So, well, and I think that gets back to the the control that Sarah was talking about on like, you can't reaction, but you can control your next. And I think about that when you, well, like I've had moments myself where I've been really disappointed in something and I've held on to it for a long time. And it's like, A, that emotion now is controlling me. And B, I'm giving it permission to suck up energy or precious time where I could be finding joy and memories and other things. And Wendy, you're so right. That other person probably has no idea. And I I think that's more, it's harder, I think, with people. I just want to be like, I think when disappointment, even in ourself or in something like what what that first one was, which wasn't people, Mm -hmm. it was the second one. I think when, it's people, you know, my dad, um, Steve Reynolds quote, stop, yep. everyone pause, write it down. Cause you know, people will cause you your greatest joy. They will also cause you your greatest pain. And so that's just human life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's so kids. many times, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just kids. Exactly. So many times I think that's when it becomes hard, the deadline thing to like, move on from the disappointment. That's probably the hardest. Those are the hardest ones. For sure. When it has to do with people. I love that. And one question I've started asking myself is, is is this emotion over that person or thing still serving me at this point? And if it's Mm. not, then you have to let it go. Actually, Seychelle, you you know what? Just to emphasize that, I actually ask the opposite question. I say, how, Mm. what is this giving me? What is this this emotion feeding right now? Ooh, that's good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Say always has the golden nuggets 
And when I listen, because I listen to our podcast all the time, and when I'm recording, I don't hear them so many. But then every time I'm listening, I'm like, "Say, she's so smart," yeah, and I'm like, I writing know. it down. I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel the same. Seriously, I'm like, it's the best. Nice. Okay, so so last, but honestly, we could have put this first for sure because so much of what you do is around who you surround yourself with, right? Mm-hmm. So having a tribe around you to sort of cushion the fall, but all of us need people that we feel safe with that we can be real with. We can talk about our disappointments and be very open about them. Things that are m- many times confidential, but being having a tribe around you where you feel safe to discuss and, to, and you're really your tribe is there to lift you up when those things happen. And, or, you know, our tribe sometimes will tell up each other, you know, you're being a victim, get move on, move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's so powerful to have that tribe around you. Yeah. Well, and I just, I second that. And it's important to have a tribe around you who is at your level and experiencing the hard things that you are going yes. through as well. I can't, yeah. uh, I can't even count how many times this past year where one, you know, our tribe has a group chat and um, where somebody's posted something in the group chat that's been awful, insufferable, you know, and somebody else has said, like, I feel your pain. I have been there. And yes. if you have yeah. if you have a tribe who's looking at you like, oh my gosh, you do so many hard things. Why do you do that? You probably need a different tribe around you. Yes, I think that that was proven. We um, had our Her Best Life event earlier this year, and we were projecting that ten people would want to be part of our Empire Circle. We had seventy application, uh, seventy people that reserved a spot. And we were shocked, but I don't know why we were shocked because honestly, this is something that people need. The tribe, they need Mm -hmm. the tribe, right? Right. I just want to say, because it has impacted my life so much, um, if you are interested in in learning more about our tribe sort of philosophy Mm -hmm. and how that has helped Mm -hmm. us all have big businesses and bigger lives, uh, you can go to herbestlife.com and find out how to get more involved. Um, surround surround yourself by people um, that will uplift you that are in a similar place uh, to you and that will be there uh, through disappointment. So. Well, I can't think of a better way to, to to wrap this episode up. And, you know, this was our episode on, on really our six steps to overcome disappointment. Number one, anticipate it. Number two, feel it. Number three, control your response. Remember, you can't control your first reaction. You can control your second. Number four, ask questions. And we can put those four questions in the show notes. Number five, make a deadline. How long are you going to be in misery over this? And number six, <laughs> which we all are blessed you know, with, is have a tribe. Thank you so much for joining us today. And like all of my fellow Empire Builders, we hope you have a great business and an even bigger life. Have a great day. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder.